Celebrate out there. Welcome to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women and they about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making your relationships the best they can be. I am Maureen McGrath, a registered nurse, sexual health educator, blogger, researcher, and all-around lover of sex and the important things that matter in a relationship. Tonight on the program, I'm going to focus on relationships, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Two hours of sex. Two hours of sex tonight, so stay tuned. I do have some prizes to give out, of course, as well. No sex toys. It is Easter, so I thought it might be sacrilegious to do that. So I brought some, uh, shall we say, cleaner, healthier. No, what's healthier than sex? Nothing. Cleaner, perhaps. Uh, maybe that's the perception. Uh, one is a book. And uh, it doesn't have too many words in it, for those of you who uh, struggle with that. So uh, it's a picture book. It's uh, Ross Penhall's Vancouver, Surrounding Areas and Places That Inspire. The foreword is by Vicki Gabbaro. And I thought it was a nice antidote to the judgmental Vancouver map, which I wasn't too upset about. And uh, if anyone's going to get upset about that. They have a big problem. But anyway, I digress. I also have some tickets to, yes, just wait, Tony Orlando. <laughs> So if you have not tied a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree lately, you might want to. So we're going to be giving out those out a little bit later on in the program. It's a pleasure to be here with you tonight, as always. Always uh, great to have Mike here with me, uh, helping with the background and the board. Yeah, it's great to be here, and have, glad to have you back again. Oh, well, thank you so much. Yes, I have been uh, around the countryside a bit. Uh, tonight we're going to talk about uh, coccidinia. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, cockamamia. I've been in the U.S., and uh, so Trump <laughs> is the flavor of the day there. Uh, anyway, so we'll be discussing those two things as well. In addition to a few other topics tonight, we have two hours of sex, as I mentioned, so you might want to put the kids to bed now uh, because there might be some things for their little ears that you may not want them to hear just yet. Uh, but later on, is good sex education is always helpful and beneficial for everybody, and that involves a lot. A couple weeks ago, I was a guest on John McComb's show on his Therapy Tuesday segment, and uh, I got some feedback there. Should we play the feedback, Mike? Do you have it? Uh... Well, going back to um, our conversation about um, looking at other women, we had a lot of lot of input on this. <laughs> Uh, Jennifer writes, relationships are not only about sex, respect and emotions play a large part. The problem with Maureen, and I've heard her a bit, is that she <laughs> tends to downplay or ignore other important aspects of relationships which are relevant for both genders, but especially for women. Signed, Jennifer, BA Family Studies and Psychology. The problem with Maureen. <laughs> I love that. Anyway. <laughs> Well, if you're going to be a family therapist, I might suggest you start out giving feedback in a better, more respectful way, quite frankly. But feedback is a gift. And so I've taken that feedback. And tonight we're going to focus a lot on relationships and respect in relationships, the good, the bad, and the ugly. What happens when things go wrong in a relationship? What exactly does domestic bliss mean to you? And my top secrets for having a great relationship. Also, what happens when you find out that your spouse, whether that be male or female or they, is having or has had an extramarital affair? And what do you tell the kids 
about that indiscretion, shall we say. And also, tonight, you're going to learn about what a parenting marriage is versus a romantic marriage. Also, I'm going to answer your questions once again about premature ejaculation, erectile dysfunction, what it is, and what you can do about both of those situations, and what it means for your health as well. I get so many questions about threesomes. If I had a nickel for every time somebody used just that word in an email to me, I would be a millionaire. Uh, so tonight, I, I have promised you some threesome information in the past, and uh, I haven't uh, provided it because we never got to it. Tonight, we're going to get to it. We have two hours of sex. Also, I get lots of questions about female ejaculation. What is it? Can it be learned? How can I have it more? What happens when I have a little minor procedure and I no longer ejaculate as a woman? All those questions will be answered tonight as well. Uh, I'm also extremely disheartened to return to Vancouver and learn of yet another sexual assault on the campus at UBC. So I'll be talking about how to protect yourself from assault, what you can do. And this also ties into my take on the Giangameshi case. I'm going to be talking about that as well. The things that, uh, what's working, uh, what, what women have been doing is not working in the past. And so, as they say, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So we can no longer deal with sexual assault in the way that we have been dealing with it. You know, recently on Twitter, and you can tweet me at back the number two, the bedroom, or you can also tweet me at CKNW, but these menopause mamas from Kentucky or something said at back to the bedroom, uh, please finish the sentence. If women ruled the world blank, blank, blank. And so I filled in and said, war may end and there would be peace. And they responded back and they said, it's amazing how many people said there would be peace in the world if women ruled the world. So this is a huge problem in the world and the violence in relationships from one person to another, from one group to another. Uh, it's a sad state of affairs. It's been going on since the dawn of time. There was uh, it was a it was an old play. It's like five thousand years old, and the women, uh, Aristophanes, I believe, um, was uh, the person who put this. It was the playwright in this, and the women withheld sex from men until the wars ended. Why don't we try that? Anyway, it might end in a day. We might have a more peaceful world. So we have lots to talk about tonight. I also have a guest on the show. She's been a guest in the past. Her name is Lynn, and she's a lifestyle mentor. And we're going to talk about all sorts of different ways to spice up that domestic bliss, <laughs> that uh, fabulous relationship that you have, because that's obviously the most important part. Uh, I do feel that the respect in a relationship and the relationship itself is vital, and you actually cannot have, well, you can have great sex without a great relationship, but it's a lot harder, or it may not be as hard, I should say. Uh, but it's all tied together, you know. None of this is in a silo.
So we're going to cover it all. So uh, definitely put the kids to bed. You can give me a call with any questions you have, 604 280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You can also call the buzz line, which is 604-331-BUZZ. Is it 331? Yeah, it's 331 and buzz is 2899. 2899. What's the buzz? Give it to me. Anyway, would uh, love to talk to you and uh, I'd love to uh, give out these Prizes, a little picture book, a beautiful picture book, and as well some tickets to an event. So you might, uh, the Tony Orlando, which is going to be held uh, April 9th. Let's see. I'll give you the uh, more information anyway about that. But it's um, uh, it's actually in Coquitlam, I think. It's at the Hard Rock Casino. Anyway, and it's on Saturday, April 9th, 1728 Commercial Drive. Uh, oh, no, that's where you pick up the tickets. That's right, at Federico's, but it's at the Hard Rock Casino, the Toting Orlando. So if you want tickets to that, I'll be giving those out a little bit later in the program. So stay with me. When I come back, we're going to talk about a parenting marriage. I am Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I am Maureen McGrath. I am your hostess of this show, uh, a show about relationships tonight anyway. I'm going to focus on a lot that is related to relationships because that's really important in a in an interlude and when two people come together, it's the respect and the trust is vital. I, I have to think the lust is key, but you know, some people might disagree with me like the listener we had a few weeks ago. Can we replay that before I go on to my um, my parenting marriage? Yeah, we sure can. Here All it is. All right. Thanks, Mike. Well, going back to um, our conversation about um, looking at other women, we had a lot of, lot of input on this. Uh, Jennifer writes, relationships are not only about sex, respect and emotions play a large part. <laughs> The problem with Maureen, and I've heard her a bit, is that she tends to downplay or ignore other important aspects of relationships which are relevant for both genders, but especially for women. Signed to Jennifer, BA Family Studies and Psychology. The problem with Maureen. I just love that. <laughs> Maureen has many problems. I won't, Let's uh, get that out there right away. Um, yeah, so apparently, you know, I know a lot of women, I hear from a lot of women in my clinical practice that they, if they never have sex again, it will be too soon, they tell me. These are women of all ages. When I first went on the radio, I was actually working on the phlebanserin clinical trials or the low sexual desire trials and testing the medication called that is now called Addy, which is approved for use by the FDA in the U.S., but it's not yet approved here in Canada. It should be this year. And when I put an ad in the Vancouver Sun recruiting women for these studies, one ad, the Vancouver Sun, we had two clinical research sites here. I got about 500 phone calls. One of those research sites was in North Vancouver, and the other was in Vancouver. And women phoned in saying, your ad spoke to me. It was asking for women who experienced low sexual desire, who were in a committed relationship, still love their husband or their partner, uh, and it was a heterosexual. That was one of the problems with the research um, of the medication Flavanserin or Addy is that they only tested heterosexual couples. They really should have sec- test- tested all couples, same-sex couples as well, but they did not. 
And uh, so these women phoned in. Maybe that was the problem. Anyway, these women phoned in and they said, your ad spoke to me. They had not had sex with their partners for at least a year. They had absolutely no desire to have sex. And, you know, many of them were in a sexless relationship, which is defined by the experts as less than 10 times per year. This is a problem. And is any marriage that is sexless or has dissatisfying sex is, and there I go. I'm talking about sex again. I'm trying to get to the relationship (laughs) part of it. Well, I don't think the relationship can be that great. All these women would say to me, so many, not all of them, but so many would say to me, but my husband is so patient. And I'd be like, really? I don't think so. Well, I see those men in my clinical practice as well, and they tell me they they go to sex workers, they go to coworkers, they go to friends with benefits, and they're not exactly that patient. Patients. Patient, sorry. Denial plays a role. Denial's a drug. And so the women, I felt, were in denial, and the men were dealing with it in the only way they knew how. So having an extramarital affair is a big problem in a relationship. It is the ultimate betrayal, some people say. But often it is tied to a sexless relationship. And so I had a couple in my office recently. They had three children. They were under the age of 10, and one of them was uh, had special requirements. And the the wife learned that her husband had had an extramarital affair with somebody she knew. She had met the woman at work. And it was just like an atomic bomb going off, quite frankly, um, in the middle of raising this family, this domestic bliss, shall we say, which I'll talk about later on in the program. Um, he felt badly. He was remorseful. He didn't want to leave the relationship. That's in line with people who were satisfied in their relationship, about 75%. Uh, according to a national survey done by the Globe and Mail last year, but about 50% or more are dissatisfied with their sex lives. And this was the case here. It was basically a sexless marriage. They had so much to focus on. They were totally busy. She was working in and outside of the home. They had a high-needs child. The children were young. Of course, they wanted everything perfect. He felt she was hypercritical of him and... um, and not not very kind, not very nice. And she, he also felt that she was controlling. Um, so they didn't really know what to do. And, of course, look at the uh, price of houses here in Vancouver. I mean, people are going to have to find alternative ways to split up. And you hear of people living together in the same house, one floor or another, or maybe there's a basement suite or something, or they put one in to accommodate uh, the one who's been banished to the basement, generally the one who's done the bad thing, who's behaved badly, gets banished to the basement. But um, this couple had heard of a concept called parenting, a parenting marriage, and that felt good to her. She was the type that needed to be in control, and she was her head was spinning. She was confused. She felt tremendous pressure to make a decision to have this in control, and she felt out of control because her whole life was controlled. Her house was perfect. Everything was in line. The counters were clear. She was constantly working and making and and losing her cool, quite frankly, losing her temper. She was exhausted. This, according to him, I'm not giving him any uh, free pass either because his way of dealing with the issues that he had with her uh, were not the healthiest either. He didn't really participate in helping around the house, which is important. Uh, he 
according to her, he wasn't meeting her needs. He didn't really talk or he wasn't engaged in the family, as engaged as she would have liked him to be. He uh, was uncomfortable talking about his feelings, as a lot of men are. And so she was in a very mixed up place and felt she had to make this choice between a rock and a hard place. And so the parenting marriage concept appealed to her. All of a sudden, there was another option on the table, and she felt some control around it. Instead of having to choose solely between staying with her husband and being angry, not trusting him, or just trying to suppress it and put it all behind her, and she was not able to do that. Or the other choice was to leave, which would create a whole new set of challenges for her and the family, from financial to emotional to caring for this, uh, for their children and especially the one who needed extra care. But this parenting concept, which I think is very healthy as well, gave everybody room to breathe and really restored dignity to the relationship, which is important to have dignity and respect in a relationship. And really, when she had made this decision, she felt the, she said she just felt the weight of the world came off of her shoulders. She wasn't, she didn't feel she was going to have to tell all of her family and friends that they were splitting up and about his indiscretion, and, and she felt shame around it, but she felt they had issues, and every family has issues. Every couple has issues. It's how you deal with them that makes the big difference. Uh, so when this patient, this woman, uh, reached out and we started working together and working around the parenting concept, she felt that she had her power back, and she did, and that's really important in a relationship. So sometimes therapy, you know, can can push you to get the healing done and push you to grieve and encourages you to get over things. Um, And you know what? People can't. You can forgive intellectually, but sometimes your heart is not there. So it allowed this couple to continue to raise their children in the same way. At the same time, she also had the control or the perceived control that she needed that she was able to say to her husband, who was still her husband at the time, uh, she couldn't give him her romantic heart at that time. So it was, they were taking a break. And, you know, for him, he felt like there's really no difference. We're not really taking a break because we weren't having sex before and we're not having sex now. So he had a harder time understanding it. She wasn't sure if she was in love with him uh, still anymore, but the... This situation worked well for this couple. They, the marriage had always been quite respectful, she felt. She even said that, with the exception of this infidelity. But they had always fought fair, and they put the children first. And this allowed them to put the children first and prevent any knee-jerk reaction to split up or eventually to, vo- to divorce. So it allows that time for introspection and, and insight and taking a look at yourself and, and seeing what are the things that were unhealthy about the relationship, what is it that I can change, and that provided them with the time to be able to do that. So they're working on that right now, um, but they, they felt very good that they were able to change that label of their marriage from a romantic, passionate marriage to a parenting marriage. It's a little bit more, um, you know, it's a little... Uh, 
not so sexy, but uh, anyway, it removed the pressure, and they were feeling great and much better and able to get over it. So when I come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of these relationship issues in your marriage. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. You can always call me if you have any questions at all. Want to chat? 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You can email me, sextalk at cknw.com. If you give me a call, you can win one of my prizes. One is a beautiful coffee table book uh, by Ross Penhall. It's all of his paintings about the surrounding areas and places that inspire. It is my antidote for the judgmental Vancouver map, which showed that Dunbar was like in like 34th spot or something like that. <laughs> anyway, it placed, shockingly enough, where the houses are $7 million for a teardown that's rat-infested. Um, but uh, it showed the better places to live in Vancouver, and it went everywhere from Vancouver to the uh, Vancouver proper, as I would say, uh, the west side and uh, West Vancouver, and North Vancouver as well. I saw Lynn Valley really uh, was right up there. Uh, so anyway, um, if you want to give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Ross Penhall happens to be my favorite artist in Vancouver. And uh, this book celebrates the identity and spirit of Vancouver in his magnificent collection of paintings. Uh, it's stunning imagery, and it also gives a little bit about his um, personal history. And it's a moving portrait of the city where he has two separate and successful careers, one as a firefighter and one as a painter. So anyway, he's an interesting guy, and it's a great book. So give me a call if you would like that to grace your coffee table. I feel I have good taste. It graces mine. Anyway, uh, so other than that, we were talking about extramarital affairs and men having them. Well, women have them as well. I don't want you to think that we don't, <laughs> that women don't. I shouldn't say we don't. Um, but women do have them. And in fact, about 4% of children are not fathered by the person they believe to be their father. So that is quite interesting. Uh, and tonight we're going to be talking about uh, cuckoldry. And Lynn, the lifestyle mentor, is going to be joining me in a second. But right now I have Len on the line. Len wants the book. Hello, Len. Hi, Maureen. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I can't believe I won the book. Wow, I'm so happy for you. I wanted you to win. (laughs) You make it sound so great. (laughs) Really? It is. You know what? It's actually lovely. His paintings go for like $15,000 to $30,000. Oh, well, you know, I know a couple local artists and their paintings don't go for that much, but they're great. Have you heard of Ross Penhall? I've heard of him. I've seen some of his stuff. Um, It's beautiful. Yeah, you know, I've got a guy, he uh, paints, uh, he teaches at Camp College, mm-hmm. Cliff Holland, I think is his name. Yes. I'm just trying to look at one of the paintings I have. It's awesome. He does colors. Really? So that's great that it's local. It is local, and it's beautiful colors. It's landscapes. It's oils. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's really beyond Vancouver, the North Shore, and the surrounding areas, so yeah. it's... Uh, Beautiful landscapes of Victoria, the Gulf Islands, Whistler, the Fraser Valley, the Okanagan. It's a, it's a yeah. l- really beautiful book. Well, I'm a hiker and a walker, so this will just be ideal. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, you know, I don't know if you've ever listened to the show before. Have you, have you listened before, Len? Well. <laughs> What's when, that? When it was an hour. 
You listen. I said she's got to have two hours to do this. <laughs> did you say I have to have two hours to do this? I did. I <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we I got two hours. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, uh, the, the trouble with Maureen is almost little and nothing. What a... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you so much. I yeah, wasn't looking for a compliment. You want perfection on the radio, so just, you know, absolute perfection. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love that, though, the problem with morning. But so, what no, is so you funny... Need four, you need four hours. To get <laughs> um, the, the thing is, you can't please all the people all the time, right? And, oh, I know that. And so I'm, 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 I'm responding to her feedback, which is more about relationships, and I'm trying. I'm a sex therapist, so anyway, I'm trying to do the relationship stuff. But uh, I think you're doing a great job. Well, thank you. And so then I get another, um, I get another email from someone, <laughs> and she writes, um, "Let's talk about sex <laughs> after your call." <laughs> Another well, signs it another fan, and <laughs> you can't please everybody, Len. Yeah, well, thank goodness. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. You can pick up your book here. Mike can tell you all about that. Okay, thanks. Enjoy it. Now look up your other artist, your local artist, Cliff Holland. Is that his name? Yeah, Kiff Holland. Oh, Kip Holland. Perfect. Oh, Kiff. All right. He's awesome. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Take care. Have a great evening and happy Easter. All right. So getting back to... Uh, women, (laughs) adulterous wives. Joining me on the program to talk about this is Lynn. She's the lifestyle mentor. She's been a guest of this program before. She's a phenomenal guest. She is an expert in the field of cuckoldry. Cuckoldry is the husband of an adulterous wife, but they actually get a thrill out of watching this. It's very exciting for them. In evolutionary biology, the term is also applied to males who are unwittingly investing parental effort in offspring that are not genetically their own. And as I said, in 4%, uh, 4% of children are not fathered by those they believe their biological father to be. The word cuckold, of course, derives from the cuckoo bird, which is perfect, which alludes to its habit of laying its eggs in other birds' nest. The association is common in medieval folklore and other literature. So it's something we'd like to talk about here tonight again on the program, and Lynn joins me now. Hello, Lynn. Are Hi. you? Hello, Lynn. I'm Maureen. It's great to be back. Thank you for having me. Oh, wonderful for you to return. It's, uh, it's a different day and time for you. I've been going through time zones myself, and my phone, my iPhone does not change for the new time zone that I'm in, and I was completely confused wherever I was. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I, I understand that. Uh, I'm having a little jet lag myself. So um, uh, we're going to talk about cockholdry, mm-hmm. and you are the expert in that area? I uh, I wouldn't classify myself as an expert, <laughs> but if you do, that's fine. Excellent. I, I, tend to, I tend to say that I'm experienced. I'm not an expert. Okay. Well, experience. That's <laughs> a lot more than a lot of people can say. So tell me about cuckoldry. And uh, it's something that you, you have a practice as well, a sexual health practice? I do, I do practice it. It is the relationship style that I prefer. 
Um, I also teach it to couples who want to explore it but don't want to deal with all the drama and the, the problems that can come up with it because you are dealing with a major amount of trust. You are dealing with a third person who could cause all kinds of problems if you don't choose correctly. You know, you have a lot of... So let's just step that, back a second, Lynn, and just um, sure. for those who don't know, what is, as an experience, cuckoldress, what is cuckoldry? Cuckoldry, as I practice it, which is contemporary cuckoldry, is the consensual non-monogamy of the female partner in an, ex- an emotionally exclusive relationship. So the woman, although she is bound to her husband or fiancé or boyfriend, whomever, emotionally, and she does not seek to love another man, she will bed other men for the sexual gratification. And the cuckolds, whether they are submissive to her or they're dominant over her or they just happen to get off on this, are fully supportive of it. They know everything about it. They're usually involved somehow, whether it's sitting there and watching, excuse me, sitting there and watching, um, taking photographs or videos. Because sitting there watching can be arousing for them, for oh, some. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, I mean, think of it this way. Their wife is putting on a live porn show for them. Exactly. And what man you know, wouldn't and want then, that? And then they get to take <laughs> her home. So the best part is they get to take her home afterward. You know, or they get to kick the other guy out. They can't do that when they're sitting there in front of a computer with their junk in their hand. So that's the um, that's the fantasy part. So fantasy plays a role here as well. It does. There are many fantasies that actually go along with cuckoldry. It can be anything from, and it depends on the man specifically. Um, women tend to be a little bit more organic with it because our role is fairly simple when you think about the whole scope of contemporary cuckoldry. Um, we have to choose our mate wisely, we have to choose our lover wisely, and then we have to have a good time. That's what, Those are the three main factors for us. And are there just three in this relationship all the time, or is one person a variable? Is one changing? Are, are we changing out that one person all the time? That also depends on the couple. Okay. My personal preference is to have my mate and then have someone with whom I have a long-term sexual relationship. I prefer that for safety reasons. I prefer that for comfort. I prefer that because I can trust the person to go a little bit beyond where where my comfort zone has been so that I can explore sexually as well. I can push my own boundaries. I wouldn't do that with somebody that I just picked up at a bar. However, there are couples who prefer that anonymity, that anonymity where they can go in, pick up somebody who they've never met before, take them to a hotel, have really dirty sex with them, and then they're off doing their own thing at home, and they never see the person again. In this day and age, I don't promote that type of behavior only because there's so many things that people can catch or so many different, you know, um, insane, dangerous people out there that you really need to be careful and you have to be very aware of the fact that there are stalkers. There are people who who will hunt you down, hurt your family. You know, there are people who will blackmail you. You just don't want that. So there is a, a process that you need to go through to make sure that your relationship is safe. And and but, and trust is then therefore plays a big role here. It does in your um, your husband, in yourself, and also in the person who you you're bringing into the cuckoldry. Absolutely, I tend to take my time. I, I'm a little bit. Of a, of a snail when it comes to picking up somebody. Um, so you practice this yourself, just to be clear. I, I do, yeah. And have you always practiced it, or do you take time off from it? Or um, I, I wish I could say that I was enough of a robot that I could go 24-7, but I do need time off. <laughs> yeah. We all do, don't I worry. Do. 
I, you know, I need time off for health reasons. I need time off because I'm exhausted. I need time off because work just takes a little bit more of a priority. I do have a real normal life outside of my bedroom. Just okay. Like else. Well, I want to talk about I that too. And I want to talk about some of the risks, but we're going to go to break right now. So if you don't mind hanging sure. on a line, okay. I'd like to talk further about this. I'm Maureen sure. McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. Hi, Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex and Relationship Show tonight, <laughs> where I'm going outside of my comfort zone, talking relationships. No, that's important, too, of course, not just to women, but to men also. We often think that men don't care about the intimacy, but that's not true. I hear a lot about intimacy and lack thereof in relationships. But right now, Lynn, the lifestyle mentor, who has been a guest on this program before, has joined me and she's stayed on the line and we are talking about cuckoldry. Hello, Lynn. Hi, Maureen. How are you? Thanks for staying on the line. Oh, my pleasure. It's funny that you mention intimacy because that is actually one of the biggest benefits that come from exploring cuckoldry as as a trusting, um, consensual couple. It, It is amazing how close you become to your mate when you have that um, that naughty side available to your relationship where you can both talk about it freely and you can both explore freely. And so it brings a couple together and improves Absolutely. that domestic bliss? It improves communication, it improves affection, and it, it improves how much they value one another and the reasons why they connect, um, you know, People in general, when they're in long-term relationships, tend to lose that oomph that they had when they were courting. You know, that, that starry-eyed look that they gave their 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 uh, new love tends to fade over time, and they just, they appreciate them, but they they don't have that sheen to them any longer. And, and they can be like robots and just going through the motions, they can, right? They can, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's what I call being out of balance as far as value and purpose, and I think we've talked about this on your show before, where men really need to focus on making their women feel valued. We know our purpose. We know that we have to do the dishes, take care of the kids, clean the house, you know, wash the dog, all those different things. We know that we have to do those things. But they have we to forget. help, too. Uh, according, well, according to some of the more recent research in the Journal of Integrative Sexual Medicine, uh, I believe... I believe that as well. Yeah, men need to start helping around the house. It's associated with increased sexual satisfaction for both, but in particular for women. Right, and that's because when men focus on why we're we're special to them because of who we are, not what we do, we start to internalize that and take back the power that we had where we felt like very powerful, sexual, sensual beings when we were getting courted, all of a sudden we start taking better care of ourselves. We exercise more. Maybe we buy, you know, nice clothing. Maybe we'll do our hair or our makeup more. We, you know, we, we take but, uh, care all the way across. We can, but sometimes being a mom and working and raising the kids and working outside of the home and just cleaning up and constantly on the move in terms of getting your done, uh, we can lose that sensual self. And it's incongruous. Sometimes being sexual and sensual is incongruous with being a working mother. That's true. And that's where 
the balance of having a mate who's willing to chip in and take some of the responsibility off our plates. Maybe they fix meals at night. Maybe they help the children do their homework. It helps us to have that breathing room between the responsibilities that we have of doing things and being able to just be in the moment. And, and, the, and we also need to provide the same grace to men as well. We need to value yeah. men and we need to value our partners, you know, um, yeah. whoever uh, you're in a relate one is in a relationship with. Um, but men need to have that same sense of appreciation for who they are as well, not just what they do or what they provide. Correct. And I find that, that it actually um, weighs heavily in two areas. Respect is number one. If your man does not feel respected, he's not going to want to do anything for your relationship, for you, or even for himself. Exactly. It causes depression. It causes all kinds of issues. So what, what are some of the dangers? Just getting back to cuckoldry, if, if you don't mind, sure. what are some of the dangers of these cuckoldry relationships you talked about? Some jealousy well, as or... I as I mentioned, you, when you're, whenever you involve a third party, you have that unknown factor. You know, you know your partner. You know what you expect from yourself and what you expect from your mate. You don't know how this third person is going to interact. And so taking the time to get to know somebody or grooming someone who maybe isn't as experienced as some other people are because there are men who just enjoy betting other men's wives. Um, but maybe you find somebody who's not as experienced. Taking the time to groom them and tell them, okay, here's what we expect. Here are the boundaries that we've set for our relationship. Here's where you can go with us, and here's where we're not going to allow you to be in our relationship. And someone may cross yeah. those boundaries. Is that one of the risks? Sometimes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they do, it's very easy to say, okay, sorry, this isn't working. We're done. And as long as the couple is smart about it and they, they play it safe and they don't divulge too much personal information, that person is not likely to show up in their lives again. <laughs> Excuse me. Another risk that you run, obviously, is any kind of STD. Mm-hmm. I always promote safe sex no matter what, uh, but particularly if you're going to be bringing in, bringing in another partner. A lot of cuckolds focus on, as far as the fetish goes, they focus on the lover ejaculating in their wives because that's part of the visual fantasy. That's part of the, ooh, you know, it's the taboo of it. Somebody else was where I, I was supposed to be, and they left something there that I'm supposed to leave there. Um, and that is a wonderful fantasy, but that's something that you really have to be smart about. Get tested. Make sure all three of you are tested. Make sure you all exchange that information. Right, but does that does that cause problems? You say it's a fantasy for men, uh, but is it also, um, can it be where they start to feel badly about that and that? can be associated with negative emotion, that somebody else has left something that they should have? If that happens, the man has to talk about it for sure because his idea of what cocoldry is is probably very different from what it actually is um, in real life. And how many but people break normally, up as a result of cuckoldry of practice, um, thinking they're going into it, we're going to do this, this is fantastic, and then it's like, cannot handle that. It's very rare that I come across a couple who is really into this, and then they decide, okay, we need to split up because it's not going to work for us. Right. Most of the time it's, okay, we're going to go into this temporarily with the idea that if it doesn't work, we go back to the way things were and we try something else. And I wonder if they it's can ever not, go back to the way things were. Well, I it always, must be I hard. Say you can't, I always say you can't undo cuckoldry. And so you have to have that level of forgiveness that you both went into it consensually. You both went into it as adults. Right. 
you both decided together that this was not going to work. It's no different than anything else. Okay, we didn't like the car that we bought, so we're not going to buy that type of car again. Right. That's a joint decision as well. This yeah. is as big a responsibility as making a major purchase. Yeah. You have to approach it that same way. And I, I'm sure we could go on and talk about this forever, and there are so many issues and nuances around it, but uh, we got to go to break. and. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lynn. We'll have to continue this cuckoldry conversation in the coming months. My pleasure. I would. Look, I look forward to it. All right. Well, take care. Thank you so much. And if anyone has Thank any questions about it, how can they reach you? They can reach me at my website, lsmentor.com. Perfect. lsmentor.com if you have any questions about cuckoldry. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. So well, that's the first hour having gone past us. Uh, coming up in the second hour, going to be talking about female ejaculation, 14 tips to improve your relationship, uh, threesomes, erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation. Get lots of questions about that. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about my take on Gian Gameshi. And where do we go from here? Uh, what do women do? I was disheartened, of course, to hear about the sexual assault, yet another one. I believe the fifth one this year on the Vancouver UBC campus. And uh, it's horrific because I know what happens to those women after such an assault, what their lives can be like, can be filled with anxiety and flashbacks and trauma, there are changes in the brain that occur with PTSD. So they need extensive therapy and uh, just going through something like that is tragic. There are some apps now where one can record uh, what has happened in a timely way, in the most timely way possible. I know that it's difficult for people to think, you know, what good is this going to do and why should I bother or I'm embarrassed to do this and I don't want to go to court and have all these mixed emotions, but it's vital. I've Been Violated is one of the apps that has been developed to, uh, to deal with this, so I would recommend that every girl, woman on the UBC campus, download an app like that. I've been violated and or never walk alone on that campus. I know they have a walk home service on the campus, so I would utilize that. Don't think you are beyond it because if it ever happens to you, it's 100% and it's a tragedy. So I'm going to be talking a little bit more about that in the next hour. What do you think of the two-hour show? Give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell or email me, sextalk at cknw.com. We'll see you after the news. I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show.